Hello, 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 Fort Worth. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom a Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. My name is Anthony Sosa, and I'm here today with Thomas Morris to discuss the results on the recent election and the recent news regarding Pride in Arlington and Uvalde, Texas. All of the resources, as always, will be provided below in the show notes. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. You can sign up for our newsletter and get updates on political Fort Worth news, <laughs> Fort Worth political news, and deep dives into local issues at our website, justicereformleague.net. Please feel free to contact us. If you have any episode ideas or additional stories that you would like us to cover, hit us up on Twitter at FWReview. Hit us up on Instagram at Fort Worth Freedom Review and send us a Gmail at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, here's the show. Hello. Hello. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just living the dream. Sweet. Sweet. I figured I'd uh, come in here with the mic hot just so it's all authentic and shit. Right, right. I can hear it. It's all nice and fuzzy. <laughs> How's your week been, man? Uh, it's been good. Lots and lots and lots and lots of work, but it's been good. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Glad you're making that dough. Yeah. Staying productive. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm s- sorry I couldn't yeah. do it last week. I was, I was sick a little bit. Hey, I understand, especially with the respiratory stuff. I get it. I got a cough drop right now in my mouth still. Damn, I should. Because I can't, see, I can't see a pulmonologist till <clears throat> July, apparently. Oh, man. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Let's see here. I did test negative. Yeah. My man. Yeah, I tell you, I tested twice because I was like, I had to work on Tuesday, and I was like, it was you know Sunday. I was like, man, if I, if I'm positive, then that's gonna suck to have to miss the last day of school. Um, right. But whatever. Thankfully, it was all right. I went in, but I wouldn't. I wore my mask and everything. wasn't feeling super hot. I mean, it could have been just an added, an added like measure of security because you know no one else is providing it. Just. <laughs> Get in with that COVID po- poison damage. Like, yeah, everyone's dead. But that that shooter is going to be dead, like, right afterwards from COVID. Man. Yeah. So, man, there's like so much. There's so much to talk about. It's like, like I already had a lot to talk about on the list last week, and it's just yeah. added. To it the just pile. got longer. Yeah. It's just got yeah. So, man, I mean, what do you what do you want to hit first? Do you want to? I want to get the the bad news about Quailar out of the way. Okay, so I don't yeah. have to talk about that motherfucker ever again. Yeah, good call. So he's all like, "Hey, vote for me because I'm not a Republican." I'm like, "Are are are you sure you're not? Are you sure? Because you you're hitting all the Republican stops, right? You're, you're claiming to be pro life. Yeah, probably probably pro gun. Yep. Um, you know, you, you claim to be this family man, but you're getting investigated by the FBI. That sounds like a fucking Republican to me. Yeah, yeah, it's just another one. And like, you know, backed by the establishment, backed by Nancy Pelosi. Dude, I so. want to be that guy, but like honestly, like, here's what needs to happen for progressives. 
we need to leave the Democratic Party. We need to make our own fucking party. Yeah. And we're we're gonna lose a lot. But here's the thing: they're gonna come over the progressive real fucking quick because what's gonna happen is they're gonna lose their fucking scapegoat, and people are gonna realize people aren't voting for them because not because of the progressives, but because they're seeing the exact same thing as the fucking Republicans. The people are sick of their shit. Yeah. Thomas, I'm going to ask you, just, just so I don't have to edit a million things. Um, not no more. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, censor you, buddy. I just, uh, just, you know, just be mindful. I got to, I got to go in there and, and clean up all these. Right, right. <laughs> a little bit. I need to sound a little bit less like I'm LBJ or Richard Nixon ta- talking, you know, amongst themselves. Because have you have you ever heard them talk oh yeah man those transcripts oh my god those transcripts are hilarious yeah highly i think they were both i think they're both uh navy too which might explain why they both swear like sailors yep yeah i mean i mean you know i just i think it's understandable especially if you're gonna be at that level under that much stress you know you gotta you gotta let off the handle a little bit say some say some bad words Okay. Yeah. Plus, like, here, here's the thing. Like, I think at, in that position, you gotta have a little bit of moxie. I think that's what one of the problems we're having is, you know, the we have presidents who say they're they're not afraid to punch somebody in the face, but very much are. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, I hated the, Bush Jr., but he'd knock somebody out just. On that note, so did you see? Just real quick, super side note: uh, what Biden said about Musk today, or not today? I think it was maybe two days ago or something. Um, no girl what he said dude it was, i'll have to go find this post and like put it in the thing below so it's some tiktok where a reporter saying hey elon musk is saying he's got really bad feelings about the u.s economy he's having to lay off ten thousand tesla employees like him and jared diamond and other people are saying they're very concerned like what do you say about that and biden's like i don't you know i'm paraphrasing i don't know exactly what he says but it's essentially like oh okay really like oh, all right well ford you know, is making huge investments in electric, you know, automobiles and innovation, and they just hired 20,000 new people. And he, like, pulls out a piece of paper from inside his coat pocket and just starts reading off statistics about oh, different companies. Oh, God, he was ready companies. for Ducey. Yeah, tell, yeah. tell me it was Ducey asking him questions. I don't know. It was it was a female reporter. She was off camera, so I don't know who it oh. was. But oh, then God. he essentially closes it. Well, like, you know, I guess good luck, you know, with his trip to the moon and all that or whatever. And it was just like... Oh. Pretty, I like it. I, he's, he's talking about how they're union jobs too. That was another thing. He emphasized the fact that there were union jobs that were that were being provided, and I was like, "Yeah, good. Okay, all right, cool." You know, I'm not like if, if younger Biden keeps showing up. I think we'll be we'll be safe because he's like, if you see him like before 2008, he's really really good at telling everybody oh, yeah. off. I mean, yeah, especially when he first got into the Senate when he's really young. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, sassy Biden's the best Biden. It just it just depends on what issue is he being sassy about. Obviously, right. all the all the crazy, you know, stuff that he did in the '90s and stuff. I'm not not a fan. Um, but yeah, so I, don't I know. thought that was funny. Yeah. Did I tell you about like how I was uh, I was going over like the the labor policy of like Clinton and stuff, and I'm like, wow, Grandpa was bad at his job because my grandpa was like a a trade union boss for the IBEW. Yeah. He helped Clinton get elected into the governor's mansion and the White House, but uh, Clinton's policy. For union jobs, especially trade unions, was basically getting people into STEM fields. Mm. It wasn't protecting those jobs. Learn how to code. Yeah, I'm like, Grandpa, why are you why are you so bad at your job? That sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then, you know, we didn't know better. I think a lot of people didn't know better. A lot of people kind of believed um, that those that was kind of the way to go. 
uh, neoliberalism, yeah. the mid third way, you know, the, this middle of the road sort of sort of crap. Same deal with crime. They thought they thought Reagan had it, and the reason you know politicians dipped into it so well is because it pulled stupid good. Like, yep, that Law and Order campaign was no joke. Reagan. Oh yeah. Who? I mean, it's in response to the civil rights movement, right? Like you have yeah. you got two decades, and then you have you know essentially all of the leaders by the time you get to 1970, 1971 are either assassinated or in jail. Um, oh, we, we're still having that, man. Like I, oh, yeah. I looked at, uh, I was on the Houston Chronicle, looking at uh, how they divided the districts and stuff. Like Plano cracked one district because there's too many Asian people, and then in Brownsville and Kylene, they cracked two other districts because there's too many Latin American people. Mm-hmm. It was basically just things to give give white Republicans the advantage. Like one of them is literally in the shape of a donut now, cracking and packing. So yeah, like, so, so we're kind uh, of all over the place. What Thomas is talking about is the yep. the the new the redistricting. So the the new gerrymandering that's gone on with the new census from a couple of years ago. All that stuff's been implemented. Some yeah. of it's been challenged in the courts. A lot of it's been like, yeah, this is okay. So Wait, are we live right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that you cool? Sorry, I sorry. I, I thought I said so at the beginning. My bad, buddy. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. But yeah, I mean, I thought, so, we, were, I thought was what we were just talking about, but let's roll, bro. I mean, yeah, that's I I, I kind of like it when we were just talking, you know, uh, like and you you were talking about Quaylar and Cisneros. And so you said you wanted to start with that. So I guess we can come back to that. Like what what was the official number she lost by? It was like 200 something votes, 281 votes, 281. So unfortunately, she's this is the what is this the third election cycle she's run against Quaylar or is it the second? Um, I think this is actually number three, and I think she needs to uh, call for a recount if I were her, because that is too freaking close. Isn't that af- is that after the recount or no? Because I think there was initially a recount. That wasn't a recount. They okay. were waiting on mail-in ballots to come uh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I was her, I'd call for a recount, because that, yeah. that's, that's what, close yeah. enough to where it's like, if there's dirty stuff happening. Yeah, a couple hundred. I mean, that, and then again, this goes yeah. to show, like, every vote counts, just a couple hundred you know um Mm -hmm. and this is again you know being backed by nancy pelosi being backed by the establishment uh on on behalf of quaylar and so uh uh, the unfortunate loss here but again you know i think i think she's still making strides kind of representing the progressive voice in texas i think that's that's important so yeah man so what else let's just keep going down like the random list of stuff of all the crazy stuff that's been going on like what okay well you you already covered the biden must thing which Honestly, has me way more excited than I should be. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I don't know. You want to talk about the whole pride thing? Yeah, let's yeah, let's get into that because we were oh. we were going to do that last week. Are you ready, kids? Okay, so Arlington uh, is going to designate June as Pride Month because you know that's that's the flavor of capitalism for June <laughs> is you know got to be gay, right? Yep. Um, so normally this happens without issue, but some uh, some clowns from what is it Steadfast Baptist Church? I'm I'm opening it up because I I I want to butcher, I want to make sure I'm butchering their name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, is this the K E R A piece? Yeah, but I'm trying to find out the name of the actual church that decided they were going to. Okay, yeah, Steadfast Baptist Church in Hearst. What happened was those members are are a, from what's called a fundamental Baptist church, 
which basically they only read from the new came new new uh king james version of the bible or i think just the regular king james version and uh they uh they have very 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 antiquated beliefs among them being that homosexuality is just the worst sin ever so they decided that they were going to try and uh fill up the 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 city council uh meeting to pressure to pressure the city council into basically canceling pride mm-hmm. um last minute there were some activists who found that and you know shared that around the arlington uh and the dfw area uh i think sosa's act you're actually the person who sent me this yeah it was the dsa meeting that i was at yeah and they had mentioned several of the members were in arlington and they had mentioned that they were wanting representation you know a crowd turnout at this city council meeting so right. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're able to go dude i can't wait to to kind of hear about it yeah well like what happened was i was i was actually going to go block walking with beto and then that got rained out i was like all right well i got this to do so I showed up, and the, the coolest thing was that Baptist church probably only had like enough people to, to fill up like part of one section, and that was to the right. The entire building was full, though, and it was most it was all the, everyone else is basically, you know, allies or members of the LGBT community themselves. Um, I had the privilege of sitting next to a very cool, very gay, very Lutheran priest. Um, so when I spoke, it was kind of like uh, setting the tone uh, for kind of dispelling their arguments on a biblical basis. Um, I'm kind of mad, though, because the main preacher, basically, the second he got his chance to start, he spoke. And then he had like what I can only describe as a grown, grown man's temper tantrum and then just stormed off. Hmm. Like, he was mad. Also... I've never seen seen a group of people with their ties tied that tight and their shirts tucked in. Like, I don't know if it was to keep all the hot air in there or what, but they were <laughs> they were not a very happy group of people. Um, because I think they were expecting more people to be on their side, and it was literally like all of them, and then like one old person who was very upset that you know there's going to be gay books at the library. And then everyone else is kind of about it. So what was like the numbers, like percentage or whatever, like of who were maybe the church oh, supporters? Oh, God. And... If I'm being generous, I'd say like maybe like 70, 30 percent, but it was probably more like 85, 15. Wow. That's awesome. Because there, there were people who could not sit. They had to stand. And a lot of people were speaking and most of them were allies. That's fantastic. Yeah. I actually messaged one of my old Methodist pastors, who's actually the uh, pastor of the United Methodist Church in, in off of Oak Lawn in Dallas, so mm. right there in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, so I miss listening to these these hateful uh, guys and their rhetoric, you know, talk about you know how pride's terrible and everything. And I just wanted to thank you for not being one of those dudes. Oh, that's cool. He was like, no problem. But yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. Nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. So I'm guessing the city voted, you know, successfully. Oh, that's the yeah. best part. They weren't even voting on pride. That was just it was just public oh, comments. Like they just it was just because June's coming up or something or. Yeah, literally like that. That was literally the whole thing. Like they weren't voting on pride. They weren't doing anything about that. They were just it was just happened to be like 
right before June, and they were trying to talk to the the now newly elected mayor after making it after out of making June Pride Month, and it just it's that's not happening. There's literally like one member of the city council that has indicated he doesn't support the LGBT community, hmm. but every everyone else is on it. Like nice with that, it's. That's a good place to be. Yeah, that's that's well, that's a, that's something positive to see, definitely in the community here, you know, in DFW, to see that there was, you know, massive. Well, that and Ar- Arlington hit like a hundred percent for human rights the second they did that, so there's no not really a lot of incentive for them not to do that now. Yeah, because now they can be like an, a viable alternative to Fort Worth in Tarrant County as far as being progressive. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, which yeah. isn't hard to do, but they did it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good, you know, and that's just, I guess that's just another notch on Arlington's belt. Arlington does seem to be more and more, like, a fun, cool place to be, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's not pedestrian-friendly. That's just the one thing that bothers me, but I guess here in Texas, what, what, where is? No, nothing around here is. Um, so, yeah, so that's awesome. So, I guess before we get any further, let's go ahead and hit the rest of the election results. Um, just real quick, I want to just run down the list. Ken Paxton... Um, won his primary, uh, 67% to 32%. So George P. Bush is out. Um, I think everybody kind of saw that coming, but it's just disappointing because Ken, it's Ken yeah. Paxton, right? Like every, everybody wants this guy to office. He's got multiple investigations on him. He's like obvious, corrupt politician, criminal, um, still keeps one in his primaries. He's still one already won one reelection. Like, well, he's under indictment. It's because uh, old people show up to vote and young people don't. How do we fix this, Sosa? Yep. How do we fix this? Yep. So, yeah. So then in the Democratic side, we've got uh, Rochelle Garza defeating uh, Joe Jaworski. Um, what office is that for again? Oh, gosh. That's Attorney General. Same same office. Okay. Yeah. So it's the Democratic side of the Attorney General. So we get the more... Joe was a little bit more progressive than Rochelle. So Rochelle is, is the, um, you know, the kind of more establishment. But what, what have you, whatever. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'll take anything over Ken at this point. Lieutenant Governor Matt Collier, um, uh, the Democrat, defeated Michelle Beckley in their primary, 54.8%. So he'll be going off in the runoff. I mean, or he'll be going up uh, in November up against who's running for lieutenant governor. Is it Dan? Uh, not Dan Patrick. What's the other guy's name? Oh, God. Uh... Wah, wah. Everyone's screaming at the at the head at the headset right now. Yeah. It's... All right. I'm Google's screaming. Google's yeah. same line. got it. I can see his face because he's such a jerk. He's like the he's like the the pastor dad who's like always condescending and everything. Um, got the glasses, the crap. Anyways, yeah, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, right? Yeah, Dan Patrick. Yeah, yeah. So Ken, yeah. So I was okay. Ken Paxton. I thought I said Ken Paxton. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Land Commissioner, uh, w- w- a victory here. I was surprised and happy to find out that Jay Clayberg, the environmentalist. You know, progressive running for land commissioner uh, won his primary, so that's going to be up. Who's running against the the uh, Republican land commissioner, whose name I don't have in front of me right now? Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much. We got Janet T. Dudding, also the person that we supported, who won her primary uh, for comptroller, and for railroad commissioner, 
the Republican Wayne Christian defeated Sarah strongly. And of there's a list we have the if you want to go down the entire list of every office we've yeah. got it below. Um, it's a you know it's a Texas Tribune article they've got all that taken care of. There's like a couple of people I just wanted to mention. Don um, Buckingham was the Republican for the for land yeah. commissioner, and they she will be running off against Jake Kled Kleberg in November. There you go. Thank you, sir. So the two House districts that were in Tarrant County that uh, had a runoff. We had Jan McDowell, I guess, run on a, uh, yeah, Jan McDowell uh, defeated Derek Gay in District 24, and then House District 30, uh, Jasmine Crockett kicked the butt of Jane Hope Hamilton, 60% to 39%. So uh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, moving on, I think that's all I've got. Oh, Texas House, Texas House District 91 and 93 and 100. In 91, we've got Stephanie Click defeating David Lowe in Texas House District 93. We've got Nate Schatzline um, defeating Laura Hill. And in House Dis Texas House District 100, we got Vinton C. Jones defeating Sandra Crenshaw. So if you are in those districts, there you go. You've got some new Democrats that will be running in November. Please get your friends. I had a friend contact me um, kind of coming up before this primary vote, before the runoff votes, kind of asking, hey, man, could we do rides to kind of go polling next time? And so reach out to your friends. Maybe some people will be more likely to vote, you know, if, if, if you make a thing of it. Hey, let's go vote and then let's go play this or go here and eat or drink or whatever. Um, I think that would be, you know, a, a, a good incentive if if you make it sort of a social gathering. I don't know why I never thought about hitting my buddy up before and go, hey, let's go do this. So I'm going to try and do that in November and uh, encourage all you guys to do the same. Yeah, and here, here's the thing. The more you people you get out there, the better. Because here, here's how this normally happens. Um, if you're wondering why stuff sucks, it's because there's an election more than, more than once every four years. So if you yep. show up and you pay attention and you know you use your right to vote just like the old people do um things will suck less yep in theory got to vote got to get on that local level that's the, these people here in these local offices and state offices um they, their decisions affect our lives way more than the decisions of those in washington so that's that's really where we need to be at cool so man like what do you want to talk about uvalde do you i mean yeah, well, we have to. There's no, you can't just skim past that. We need to talk about Volley for several reasons. Number one, um, thoughts and prayers isn't enough. Um, it's never been enough for these type of strategies. Number two, this is something that should have been completely preventable. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why we're still having these arguments. Um, I actually, I do Uber Eats when I'm not doing this, folks, because I don't get paid for this. And uh, I ran into a guy from New Zealand, and he was talking about how it took one mass shooting for them to pass legislation that stops mass shootings. I mean, we're at a point now in this country where we probably have more mass shootings just this year than several other most developed nations do have in 10 years combined. Yeah. That's that's the kind of ridiculousness we're getting at now. You have kids who are afraid to go to school now because they don't want to get shot up, and it's a legitimate concern. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's weird, and I I think very sad, um, how we kind of traumatize our young people by by kind of forcing these drills on them, but at the same time, like the fact that we feel that it's necessary to do this is equally as sad. I don't know. I was talking to my students on a discussion day about it, and um, I was trying to convey comfort to them and this is earlier and it was after it was after a different shooting um it's hard to keep track now but it was earlier in the year probably buffalo um this is before we talked about buffalo but this is maybe last semester or something in oh, okay. november december something like that um and they thought as before we went out for christmas break and i can't i was trying to communicate comfort and be like guys this doesn't happen very often this is statistically very low you know kind of talk amber did her research when she was getting her masters like on school shootings that she had the data she went back to like 1890 or something to like right. see all the evidence so like she's talked about it a lot to me I've, I've learned a lot from her these things are really really statistically insignificant however that doesn't mean they're not tragic right um and so I was trying to com convey, like, I, trying to comfort them and communicate that, like, hey, the, the likelihood of this happening here is very, very low. But what I ended up doing was kind of like what came across, I think, was like downplaying the shootings in general. And it's, it's, it, and that's not what I was trying to do, but it's like, it's this fine line of like, you want to treat these incidences with the appropriate amount of like consideration and respect and, you know, like, I guess, and, and when you start saying that stuff, you kind of get into the territory of what Dan Patrick was saying to Beto when Beto kind of crashed that, you know, press conference uh, kind of afterwards. It's like, don't don't make this a political thing. This isn't the time or place for that. And like, it's a, if this is a political thing, like everything, there's this maximum rock and roll quote that I love. Uh, anytime you interact with others, that's politics. Like anything is political when you interact with others. And so yeah. when someone's getting shot by another person, that's, that's a political issue. Uh, and you're like, you're saying like, this is preventable. This can be resolved. We just have to do something about it. You know? Um, also think about, think about that situation. Okay. Dan Patrick's telling Beethoven not to make this political, but you've got the Lieutenant governor, the governor, you've got the, the head of police department and also member of the city council there. That's not a conflict of interest at all. Hmm. Doing a press conference. How is that not political? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's all political. It's all political theater. But I mean, I guess like I guess you can mean it in, in those two different ways. You can call it politics and mean, you know, bullshit political theater. Um or Dude, you, you what I what I what I am very, very frustrated with is the first thing they did was blame mental health. And these are the same people who defunded our mental health system yeah. by over two hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't opted in for the Medicare expansion. Uh, I will. And, I will say this. Uh, I have seen a lot of GOP members who have just shut up on this issue. It's weird. They're not doing the same, the same thoughts and prayers dance. Like, there's a lot of silences. You got Mitch McConnell sending John Cornyn out for for gun legislation, which honestly is probably in bad faith. But you don't see them mm -hmm. talking about, you know, thoughts and prayers nearly as much because here's here's the the God's honest truth. They're tired of it. Everyone's tired of it because the the kids are getting killed. And yeah, statistically, it's a it's insignificant, but it's becoming more significant. Like they're happening more and more often because we're opening up our gun laws. You know, we've got more people with guns than we have people. Yeah, 
what is it like 400k now or something guns 400 mil yeah 400 million yeah <laughs> k ha yes uh yeah that we know about because you know yeah, there's, there some you go. Go, there's some red necks with the whole ass armory no one even knew existed yeah yeah it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough one when there's that many i mean we can stop you know manufacturing guns today right but that's that alone isn't going to fix the problem no no it's like a lot of our issues in this country the issues aren't a one solution thing okay Mm -hmm. so yeah we need to stop the the manufacturer and sale of certain guns that's one thing we do need to do background check that's another we do need more mental health support that's another thing we need to do unfortunately we do need to you know, reimagine how we're dealing with these shootings to make sure that, you know, they happen less frequently, but if they do happen, that we have less casualties, you know. Mm-hmm. Another thing we need we need to have is probably and I'm a big preacher on this, but more accountability for police when things go wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that the Texas Rangers are and the FBI didn't start investigating this almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, and so that's, yeah. And that's another thing that's, you know, like you said, multiple issues. We could just talk about the gun thing, the gun availability access thing. Um, But here, when we're talking about this specific Uvalde shooting, which unfortunately has been like what, 20 since, since this has happened or something, 20 more, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, Um, it's it's ridiculous. I think, I think one, there was one attempted one in Arlington, but they stopped it. Mm. So once again, good on Arlington, I guess. Yeah. But like, so you, you know, in this instance, you also have the, the whole police side of it, right? Like the, the ineptness or whatever you want to call it. And like, I, I, and maybe a lot of our listeners know this, maybe not, but I, I, we're going to provide links to this below, but like the police are not obligated to protect you uh, no. le- legally. Uh, and you, there's a Supreme Court case, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez from 2005 where essentially uh, a mother was scared of her husband or ex-husband, I forget, um, killing her and her children. So she yep. got a restraining order against him, uh, and he ended up killing the, like, kidnapping the, ki- the kids and killing them or something. And so she sued. Oh, he, he kidnapped the kids and then ended up shooting up the police department itself. <laughs> and the kids were dead in, in, in a trunk. So he kills the kids and then tries to shoot up the police department. And in that decision, it's decided that uh, the police were not in the wrong uh, and because there is no you know, obligation to protect. And then right. they weren't technically in under the police officer's custody is the official. So even if you have a restraining order against somebody and even if that person violates that restraining order, the police legally aren't required to do anything about it. Um, and so then this kind of gets into the role of like, well, what, what's the point of the police? And so there's another example of a man being stabbed uh, uh, on a subway. And this is there's a cr- cracked of all things like the comedy, you know, cartoon website thing uh, did a really good video on this. That's down below of of the man who was stabbed uh, him recounting this and them animating it. But essentially, in that case, too, the police came on the subway and hid in like essentially like the the cockpit area uh and waited for the attack to end before they came out uh and apprehended yeah. the guy and so the dude ended up have the, like ended up tackling and wrestling this dude getting stabbed a bunch of times but subduing him and like that's yeah. when the police roll in and again it's decided that like they didn't do anything wrong being 
you know, not doing anything while people are dying or this guy's killing people. Um, and yeah, it's there's just a, not. There's, there's a good legal explainer called Legal Eagle on YouTube. Oh, I just shared great. episode planet planning and he kind of explains, you know, the Castle Rock thing and why the Ovalde Police Department is almost certainly not liable for this, even though they absolutely should be. Yeah, I need to watch that one. I haven't, I haven't watched that one. He's great. Oh, he's so good. That, he's so good. Yeah. He's he's one of the reasons I, I I actually thought about actually going to get going to law school and being a lawyer is because because of this guy right here. His actual name is Devin Stone, which isn't fair by any level. <laughs> he's, he's already stupid handsome. I'm like, oh great, and he went to UCLA. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, he's a good good YouTuber made made for YouTube, dude, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's just multiple examples, legal, legalizing legal reasons, um, backing this up case law, essentially kind of making it, you know, police don't have to do anything if they don't want to. And, you know, here we go. Unfortunately, we have 19 people who, who die, you know, mostly children. Uh, and we're still finding out like all the crazy stuff that's coming out about them not cooperating and then like maybe shooting kids because now they're coming out and saying publicly that they definitely, definitely did not shoot any kids, which is just a very weird thing to say. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Apparently yeah, the, the, the teacher propping the door open that was told very early on in this when this all came out was like is a lie. That's not true. There was no door that was propped open. Um, so there's been, you know, a lot of, a lot of going back on stories, manufacturing of stories behind this, who knows, but I think it's good, not good, but I think it's a interesting and, and maybe hopefully, you know, in the long term, a good thing. The teachers that were involved in the shooting are have the lawyer up too. Yeah. Like they're trying to blame stuff on the teachers. they're They're threatening the mom who like came in like, and took her kids and left like against police, you know, telling her not to. Uh, they're telling oh, me I'm not sorry. to talk to the media. I'm sorry. You don't have a custody. You don't have a duty to intervene. You don't have custody of my kids. Um, what right do you have to prevent me from getting my children if you're not going to? Yeah. But what I think this shows, you know, this is a national example showing everybody, hey, look what cops actually do. You know, uh, right. and that, and that's what I mean is like, hopefully, you know, this is this is stuff people were saying in 2020. Those who were part of the defund the police movement know this is know this, and we're saying this, right? Um, people of color have known this for for decades, you know, hundreds of Half years. Half of your local tax dollars go to the police. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. And like this is what it's going towards, you know. And especially in Uvalde, you know, that they have a SWAT team, right? A town of like four thousand people. Oh yeah, like and they drill all the team. time. Supposedly, that a lot, lot of good that did. So you know, I don't know. It's it's. I hope, you know, I don't, again, I don't want to say hope because I, this is a terrible thing. We obviously never want anything like this to happen. But now that maybe some people's eyes are open in regards to, to kind of this issue, hopefully that will be, you know, that will continue to happen so we can actually get something yeah. done on this front, actually get some change. You know, you know what's frustrating with, to me about this is if this was the military, someone would almost already be court-martialed. Like there wouldn't even be a question of it. And since it's the police and we've militarized them to a point, yeah. You know, somehow giving us the worst of every world. Um, you know, the NC Hannah Montana, if you will. <laughs> um, thank you for for getting that. And I'm sorry for anyone who else who had to hear that terrible dad joke. But I, you know what? I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just it's frustrating because they they militarize the police, but they have less standards than the military. Yeah. 
So it's like, like if you're gonna do it, at least bring like the the same standard operating operating procedures here. But you're not. No. You're basically just saying the cops can do what they want. They, they're a legalized gang, is what they are. They are a legalized gang. I'm sorry. You know, they're. I know there are good police officers out there, but right now, you know, well, you've got yeah. you've got the the patients are running running the psych ward. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're you're aware of the L.A. police gangs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Like, so I mean, there's it's not just in L.A. Like, there are gangs yeah. in police departments. They totally function that way. You're right. They are legal. Yeah. You know. Well, it's like our boy on top of trap house was saying. Like, if it happens in L.A., it's gonna happen everywhere else. Like, if oh, it yeah. happens in L.A. Or happens in New York, it's probably happening everywhere else in the country. Like, yeah. the reason we have SWAT teams is because of LA. Yeah. <sighs> and all the, and so, so when, you know, where do the SWAT techniques come from? Where do all these, is, this is all essentially counterinsurgency techniques that were used and developed by the French in Vietnam and, in quote, Indochina. Uh, and then we picked up on that, you know, after when we, when we took over for them in Vietnam, we applied those same counterinsurgency techniques elsewhere in the world. And then in the 90s, started when we militarized the police, started applying those counterinsurgency techniques on regular Americans and treating the American population as an insurgent population. Uh, and so this is how many police departments view the civilian population that they are, quote, sworn to protect, right? Um, but no, they're actually, this. it's an us versus them mentality. It is, it is a, we have to isolate and either you know uh, silence or destroy or eradicate this certain population um that's what we do to maintain control in in you know foreign countries when we're trying to influence their politics and so again you know the status quo wants to influence the politics here at home this is your manufacturing of consent well how do they maintain power you know it's through it's through the police department this is how the state maintains power um through the military so you know, it's it's sad and unfortunate. We're supposed to be a democratic country. We're supposed to be a free country, right? Um, but when we're having, you know, this essentially sort of police state, you know, you need to ask yourself, like, how how free are we? So mm-hmm. I don't know. And then again, it sucks because when you start saying this stuff, then it's like, well, we need guns to protect ourselves <laughs> from the government, bro. Uh, right. You know, which you know. What, what I love is like the right wing people who don't realize that there's a lot of far left people like communists who are like, no, we need we need our guns to overthrow the government. Well, we need. We're well, like, wait, we need our guns to overthrow the government. Well, we need guns because fascists have guns. I'm sorry. Um, I sub- you know yeah. I subscribe to the Black Panther ideology of like we need to protect ourselves. We have a right to protect ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So I am you know uh, I'm a gun advocate, but that doesn't mean that I don't think we need a lot of changes in this country in regards to our gun policies. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's tricky. It, the discourse because of this thing has been very interesting to me. Um, you're kind of seeing a lot of different, a lot of different repetitions on the right, but then like kind of infighting on the left in regards to like how to. Well, how, how to surprisingly, this, you know? and I know I'm going I'm to attempt to segue here, but do it since the, between the gun laws and the whole abortion thing, um, GOP is losing ground. Like they're still on track to to win Congress, but it's not, it's not going to be by the big big win- swing that they were saying it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I think as time has gone on, because here's here's the thing. I think they realize that, you know, almost what is it, sixty percent of people are for abortion in this country, maybe more, yeah. and probably about the same percentage are for new gun laws. 
and they realized that if they pushed those agendas that they thought were, you know, home runs for their base, they're going to have to deal with a lot, lot of blowback from people who are just rejecting them. And what they're really, really, you know, aware of, because this has been their tactics so long, is that emotional people show up. Mm-hmm. So if you get enough emotionally people invested, yeah. that redistricting is only going to help them so much. They still are on track as of May 30th to be up, by, to win the the house by about five seats. But that can easily change between now and November. Yeah, yeah there's a lot that can happen between now and then for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. Curious to see how it goes. I mean, it, historically, midterms, you know, and I'm sure most listeners know this, like the opposite party in power is the one that that wins the most. And so obviously after Obama in 08, there was a huge Tea Party surge, Republican surge. And then after you know Trump won in 2016, we had, you know, the AOC, you know, surge, the progressive surge in 2018. And so it's, you know, it's expected that the Republicans would be gaining ground or, or taking the House, you know, whatever. Uh, well, the interesting thing a- is we're still we're at a point now where there's not really an, an advantage. Even the Republicans do win. All you're going to change is but who heads the committees. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're not going to be hitting, you know, no 60 plus House threshold in the Senate. No. And they're not going to be hitting. And this is why you need to get rid of the filibuster. The House. Right. Like, yeah. if you get rid of the filibuster, then you can actually get some stuff done in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't matter if you don't have the House. So, you want to get rid uh, of the filibuster? Here's what you need you need uh, a 52 majority for the Democratic Party, maybe in 53. That's assuming you can get rid of Mansion and Cinema because I'll tell you what Cinema's not happen. running again. I don't think is she. Uh, I don't think she is because I know because like here's the thing. This is the one person who's somehow she's she's unpopular with both parties, but she's actually slightly more popular among Republicans than she is among Democrats. But it's not enough to yeah. like win anything. We're talking about like twenty percent, thirty percent. Like she's. So okay. I don't even know if she's going to write out her term. I heard this. I forgot where I heard this. This might have been like a Crystal and Kyle podcast or something. I don't remember where I heard this. Um, but I, so I was under the impression that she's just, you know, straight corporatist. She's going to do like a lot of politicians have done. And it's just going to after she, you know, she's not not plan on winning reelection because she's doing all this unpopular stuff uh, and just like going into the corporate set, like the pharmaceutical sector, for instance, because that's who she's backed a lot, you know, and just make bank like a lot of politicians do uh, become a lobbyist or something. But apparently. Some uh, and again, I just take this with a grain of salt if you want, but like somebody on the inside who works with her in DC essentially has the impression that she thinks she could run for president and that she is popular enough to do so. I guess she's just like a super egotistical, you know, like a lot of these people are, I guess, you know, oh my uh, narcissistic person, and it to her, like, (laughs) doesn't matter, (laughs) like, do it. I want to see what happens, but fuck. Yeah, is that weird? Like, you know, she's gonna be she'd be gone like first week, like the second. Like, imagine her running as a Democrat. The I, there's second, no way. The, the, the first delicate stuff. Yeah, is she's gone. There's no way, right? So, like, I don't know. That just seems pretty delusional to me. I, I last when I heard it. I have no idea if that's true or not. But I just thought that was that was interesting as someone who doesn't know really anything about Kristen Cinema. Um, she's hoping she can appeal to people as a centrist. The same thing Biden did. And the, here's yeah. the thing: the only thing Biden had going for him was the fact that a lot of the problems that we were facing in 2020, he had already kind of helped solve in some capacity. The problem, you know, was all was never going to be 
who's in the White House. It's going to be who's in Congress. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, we always focus on the president, the one, the, yeah. the executive, but that's really, you know, Congress is one that makes the laws. Yeah. That's where we, we could have Bernie there. Sanders there right now. And it, it, it would probably, he would probably be just as productive as Biden. Is no, right now. he would, at least, he would be doing executive orders. So what, what, and here's the thing, like what could Biden do through executive orders? He legalize true. marijuana, right? He could just get it off the scheduling that's list true. He, uh, he with the stroke it. of a pen. Yeah. He could forgive student loan debt with the stroke of a pen. The president has had that authority since the sixties. Um, just to forgive student Biden, debt if they want to. Biden, Biden wouldn't do that because a lot of the problems we're having, he created like the whole schedule one drug drug laws. He's hardcore on the drug yeah. laws. Yeah. So he wouldn't do that with the whole student loan things. Biden's the reason why you can't bank like when you declare bankruptcy, student loans aren't included. Yep. That's the the, the only ones that go with you for the rest of you know, for your whole life, regardless. Most of he's gotten to student loan forgiveness is I'll do ten grand. Yeah, maybe that's what they're if it's being yeah. tested and I have all these ho- hoops you can jump through. It's so ridiculous. Um, so, but, I can get so I heard giving student loans without actually forgiving student loans. So there is this. So, OK, you're totally right. And I'm just as disappointed as you are that like they're at, that's where they're at. They're at 10K, you know, maybe sort of negotiate, maybe down to five something. But like, OK, so right. I heard this other this, I heard this other theory on the American Prestige podcast in regards to um the 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 ceasefire in Yemen actually is what they were talking about. So that if you don't know, in Yemen, you know, there's been a, a genocide. Saudi Arabia has just been, you know, just 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 shit up in Yemen, you know, for the past what decade or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so that and America has been supplying weapons for that. You know, this this entire time with our relations with the Saudis. Well, now there's finally a ceasefire agreement between the Yemeni people and the Saudis. Um. And that agreement has been extended. And so they, they were essentially ta- making the argument, okay, so in, in, a, in that type of scenario, in war type of scenario, th- this is like the, the new status quo. Once you've kind of renewed a ceasefire, it's like, okay, now we're in ceasefire mode. And like going back to a shooting sort of mode is a disruption of the status quo and it's like less likely to happen. And so he, you know, uh, Daniel Bessner th- threw out the joke. He's like, okay, just like uh, forget not, not paying back student loans and how that putting them on hold during the pandemic now, two years down the road, has become the new status quo. So, like, what president is going to want to make themselves unpopular by like reinstating them? Um, and so, so like, the, you That's know, true. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought at about like that. Twenty percent yeah. rating or whatever. What 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 are we at right now? Yeah. Oh God, historically low. I, that last I saw it was in the thirties, but I don't. Uh, who He's low, he is now officially lower than Trump. Yeah, and he was he was mad about that and finding that hard to believe. It's like do do something, bro. Like if you want people to to be supportive of you, like do something that they should be supportive of. Um, so I, you know, but that so that's you know that's something you know maybe he just won't get around to reinstating them. They just keep doing extensions. Next person, you know, if he gets reelected, then maybe if someone else, you know, if he dies in office or someone else is reelected, or whatever, then it's you know it's another calculus. Are they going to be the one to be the bad guy and like reinstate student loans? So I don't know. I don't know. It's something. It's an interesting point that I hadn't considered very much. So we'll see. I'm curious to see. Obviously, as someone who has a crap ton of student loans like i you know i want those forgiven hopefully it's not it's not another boomer because like honestly if if the past you know eight years it's how does anything it's that we need age limits and term limits for all these all these all these people yeah we really do yeah it's there's just so many political reforms one of these days i think maybe we could even just do an episode on just like all the stuff that we need to fix at the different levels just like make a list you make a list i make a list we could crowdsource it ask people to send us all the things you want to fix just make a giant list yeah let's um, do that 
actually that'd be a really cool idea just because that because why not like we all see problems all the time we we know what a lot of these problems are let's, let's, let's just put them all out there let's just make a big old list we'll keep adding to it um we can make it a we can make it a, a podcast platform here's all the things we want to fix uh if you're for these things we'll support you or some of these things you know here's all the reasons the government sucks <laughs> right now it never end but yeah. Yeah. yeah we could we could we could fit my little uh have i told you my little retirement plan for all them Mm-mm. so we make another congress right like white house and everything we put all the old people in this one we tell them where they're still in power right? <laughs> except we'll have like we'll have our orderlies dressed up as like congressional aides and everything and then like we'll be like all right guys when you have a recess time to take your medicine or whatever and that that'll be what's going on we'll just tell them they're in power forever meanwhile we've got actual people passing actual policies that's actually doing things i like it i like it the old bait and switch they'll never know what they're, never, they're never gonna step down no i mean that's the thing and that's the whole problem i was talking to my students about this with the boomer generation no offense boomers if we got you listening but like no one's retiring and these are both both of my dad my dad and my stepdad be, i want you to be a little offended at that actually just just generalizing all the boomers. oh you're wanting them to be <laughs> i mean my my dad and my stepdad both are still working they're 68 uh and they are talking yes. about maybe retiring soon but like i'll believe it when i see it and then same thing at my school there are multiple teachers that like are way past the retirement where they could retire but they're just making big checks and they just want they it's not that they like being teachers and enjoying school i'll tell you that because these people are not um but they are you know staying there and so it, Whenever you have this, you just have positions not opening up for the younger, for the the previous generations to take those positions, right? Um, and so this is, you know, this is part of the job issue I think that that we're having. It's a, you know, jobs are complicated. The economy is complicated. It's certainly not just this one thing, but it's something right. I've noticed. You know, this generation is is making like my, the way my dad put it, and my and my uncle. It's like they're making more money than they've ever made. So why would they want to stop working? Um, right. Which is just capitalist realism just drink the kool-aid bro just keep just work until you die you can't take it with you i'm sorry um i want to close out thomas with this really funny which i found funny uh twitter thread yes. that amber sent me that was really funny and so i'm gonna can i copy it I'll, how can i send this to you so you can look at it let's see here. signal discord text me All right, so this it's just, it's this Twitter thread. This this guy app uh, Jide Bam, uh, a definitive list of cartoon characters who voted for Trump. Uh, maybe contentious list, but I thought it was it, it made me laugh. So here we go. So King of the Hill, Hank no did not vote for Trump. Peggy yes yes yeah. Peggy did. Uh, Bill would have, but he got to the polling station too late. Uh, typical Bill. Dale, uh, yes, and Dale was there on January 6th, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Boomhauer does not vote. And Khan, yes, voted for Trump, but he also has signs of all over his yard that support Trump. No, no. Boomhauer tried to vote, but no one could understand what the hell he was saying. <laughs> didn't didn't want to show his ID or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He's actually very, very smart. Yeah, Boomhauer's, yeah, he's up there, yeah. man. Just, just can't can't understand him family guy peter yes lois yes brian no joe yes was there on january 6th quagmire yes cleveland no what do you think about that you agree disagree um, 
I feel like Peter would, Lois didn't, Brian didn't, Joe did, Quagmire almost certainly did, but only because, you know, he's big on the whole, you know, let's not do the Me Too movement thing. <laughs> I didn't think about that angle. That that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons, Homer would have, but is not eligible to vote anymore. I'm wondering if that's a reference to a Simpson episode. Like, I feel like it has to be. Yeah, I think he actually did lose his his ability to vote. <laughs> Marge did not. Mo did. Barney did. Carl and Lenny, no. Chief Wiggum, yes. And Dr. Hibbert, yes. yes. Stan from American Dad surprisingly did not no. vote. <laughs> I want to know why. Why did Stan not vote for Trump? Probably has some CIA information on him. Uh Oh, that's good. That's a good reason. Francine, yes. Haley votes third party. Shout out to my buddy Colin. He was like, that's ridiculous. Haley would be a, a Democrat, you know, a, a blue, no matter what sort of Democrat, which I thought was, I could see that. No, she's Green Party. You 100%. think she's Green party? party? Yeah, okay. Green Party. Interesting. And then Roger was there on January 6th. <laughs> um, Bob's Burgers. Bob, no, Linda, no. Jimmy Pesto Sr., yes, and was there on January 6th. Rugrats. Stu and Dee Dee did not vote for Trump, but Drew and Charlotte did. Grandpa Pickles, yes, and was there on January 6th. Chaz, yes. I think he would have voted no. You think so? I have a hard... Yeah, I don't know. I need to watch an episode of Rugrats. You got to remember, it's been a while. Trump's kind of anti-Semitic. And Grandpa Pickles is Jewish. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Chaz, yes. Kira, no. The Carmichaels, no. The DeVilles, no. And Betty ended relationships with people who did. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's, let's just do a couple more. What do you think? What jumps out to you? Let's do one more. Let's do a Hey Arnold. Oh, no, let's do SpongeBob. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. SpongeBob and Patrick do not vote, of course. Squidward, uh, yes. Squidward, yes. And Mr. Krabs. Was there on January 6th? Yeah. <laughs> Sandy actually surprisingly no. She's a scientist. All right. That's so uh, I don't know. You, you can check out that we'll have the link below. There's a ton more listed in the thread, and a bunch of people threw out some too. So I don't know. Fun little game. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more the Jetsons. Apparently, every single person on the Jetsons. <laughs> that that cracked me up. Uh, but, but it makes perfect sense though for some reason. Like, just like right. I feel like 1950s. You know, or even 1970s slash 50s, like perceptions of capitalism in America. Uh, yeah. Like, By the way, if you're still on the whole 2020 presidential election, you know, what why there was no evidence of fraud? Um, Legal Eagle actually had had a pretty good series on 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 this and why the that Trump's legal team was so so comically bad. Um, yeah. So go check that out too. It's kind of funny. But, it's- I mean, thank thank God, right? Um, the man, the man is thorough. Like he broke it, broke breaks the whole thing down, and it's like, wow, I'm surprised this got anywhere near awesome. the Supreme Court. Oh, that's a whole. We could just do a whole episode on the Supreme Court. I mean, that's not a Fort Worth thing, but like, that's we a could, whole thing. Too. We could expand. We could we could start adding bonus content or something. I mean, yeah. it's up to you. Pack, pack the court. Well, so we got this summer. Uh, it's probably going to be slow going until we get closer to November. Um, yep. So we'll, we'll definitely 
talk about varying topics. Listener, if you've got any topic recommendations for us, please feel free to shoot them out. Uh, I had someone hit us up on Twitter asking, hey, when are you guys going to talk to some local organizations or have some local organizations on? I think it's a great idea. I would like to do that over the summer. Um, so I'll reach out to the DSA guys. And then if you are a part of an organization and you would like uh, some air time, hit us up and, and we'll chit-chat. Sweet. Well, Thomas, oh. Thomas, you got anything else for us? No, we've hit all that. We've hit all the nails with the hammer. So, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Well, cheers. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at FW Review. You can shoot us a Gmail at FW Freedom Review and um, at gmail.com and on Instagram at Forward Freedom Review. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.